Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm incredibly excited to bring you today's featured guest, Dr. Gary Salyer. Dr. Gary, welcome to the show. Well, nice being here, Ken. Thank you for having me on it. Oh, it's my pleasure. And for any of you listening who may not be familiar with his work, let me just give you some background here. Dr. Gary Salyer is a master transformational relationship coach who helps people rewrite the rules of, for love in their brains. This allows amazing shifts to happen in a very short period of time so that people can have the extraordinary relationship they want and deserve. Dr. Salyer speaks on the, the great love debate to a national audience. He's actually one of their featured experts. He's also been on a variety of celebrity TV and radio shows. His life purpose is to change a generation's fate with love. He's also the author of a forthcoming book entitled Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Attract Your Soulmate. Dr. Gary offers a unique blend of neuro-linguistic programming, I always get that wrong, NLP, um, yes. Bert Hellinger's family systems approach, and attachment theory to the science of relationships. As one client said, he resets your system for love in a science-based, heart-delivered manner. Dr. Gary, take a minute, fill in any gaps there may be in the intro, and, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life if you don't mind. Yeah, well, all that's pretty good. Uh, I love speaking across the country. Um, even though I, I do a, I'm writing a book, um, I, I love inspiring because one of the things I found is that if you can't inspire people, the information is pretty much worthless or sits on the shelf. So I want to inspire a generation that love can be different and better and, and a whole lot uh, different than they ever imagined, in fact. So uh, thanks for having me on the show. And um, is there anything else you'd like to know, Ken? No, that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. You know, where I'd love to start with you, Gary, is what would you say is, I call it a guiding principle, but maybe it's a quote or a mantra, but something you apply in your partnership that, you know, you kind of get off, off track, this helps you get back on track. What do you use and, and how can that apply for our, our listeners here? Well, you know, one of the things I'm all about is that everybody has a secure love style or attachment is, is the scientific. There's three different ones people have. They've had it since they were one years old, usually. That's either anxious, avoidant, or secure. And the, the anxious are afraid love's going to go away. 
They often create drama around that. The avoidance are in the flight mode, so they often become Mr. Distant or Ms. Distant, or, or they're not the committers in the world. And then the secure are the people, and it's my mantra, my scientific definition of the secure is they take no BS, they give no BS. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my mantra. If you wanted, If I had one mantra and only one mantra I could live with, uh, to direct my uh, my love uh, life and my relationships with everybody is that give no BS, take no BS. Because that's what a secure love style does. It doesn't trip over doing distance for no good reason. It doesn't do drama. It doesn't, nor does it take it. Uh, these people are naturally drawn to someone who will choose them and create calm, loving, passionate, wonderful states called love. Um, the other two types, they usually give and take BS, and that's why they're, they're anxious or avoidant. So that's my mantra. Take no BS and give no BS, because if like you don't it. give it, you won't take it. If you won't take it, you won't give it. And I love the scientific <laughs> angle to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, neuro, the, the neuroscience would be their neurologically calm states, but that's... And, in a, and if you think about it, if you're running a very calm state, it's you're, you know, for one thing, you're not taking any BS. And if you're in a calm state, you're not giving it either. Mm -hmm. Love always works well. In fact, it depends upon having a brain that is calm in its relations with others. Nice. I like that. Well, Gary, one of the things that, that our listeners love about this show is the amazing stories our guests share. And... I'd love to dive right into that right now by asking you to take us to a time in your life when, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and just tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? What'd you trip up on or what actually happened? And then what did you learn from that experience that now helped you move forward? That's an excellent question. The actual, uh, I'm going to go back about 12 years to a relationship, but be, to understand that, you actually kind of have to go back to when I was 22 and I was in college. I came from a, a pretty dysfunctional family where everybody was divorced and there had been alcoholics for like seven generations. And I was literally the first person to graduate from high school in seven generations. So the PhD wow. sort of blew the mold on that. <laughs> And my senior in college, I was there doing marriage and family relations and psychology, and I took this big test. And then I had to interview with the uh, professor about the results. He says, oh, you know, it looks like you've got a personality and other wisecracks like that. Um, but then he said, he says, there's one thing that sticks out. He says, you have a 90% chance, given your background, of having a divorce. Hmm. And it so scared me that I literally skipped graduation and went back and did another 50 year to get it to turn a minor into a major, a third major in marriage and family. So imagine how confusing it was when I had my first divorce about 12 years later. Mm -hmm. I thought I had done everything. So I went in and did my therapy and for numbers of years, and then I wound up in divorce number two. And maybe the most embarrassing moment of my life was telling my then high school uh, age son that I was going to be twice divorced. But something really, really interesting happened after that. I was so afraid of being divorced that some part of me 
was pulling me out of relationships by sabotaging them. I would either pick someone who was very distant and wouldn't commit to me and was very frustrating, or I would do the distancing. I would do the dysfunction, or I just say that thing. And I and I and there came the day that I had this wonderful year-long relationship in which this was a real wonderful woman. And I don't know why I said and did and didn't show up in certain ways. And I realized I was no longer the committing idealistic man that I always held myself to be. And I was shaving in the mirror one day and I said, what is wrong with you, son? You are not the same man. And I realized some part of me was scared to death of love. I wanted a great relationship, but another part was scared. And that was kind of the moment I realized, what? how do I change this? Because I don't know how to stop this. This is like the third or fourth relationship in a row. And I don't know what's controlling my experience. I, I'm out of control. Uh, safety was running me, not me running safety. Mm-hmm. That was my That was my moment. It was sort of the defining moment in my life. Yeah, that's that's such a great example of those types you were talking about. You would go back between the the avoidant and the anxious, right? Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that experience is how I can understand or write the book I am. Um, And it really was the moment I looked at myself in the mirror and said, then you're going to devote the rest of your life figuring out what this is. And then that really became my life's passion to to change a generation's fate with love. Because if you go back, what did the guy in college tell me? Mm-hmm. That based on the generations before you, I didn't have much of a shot. So everything was predictable. And I don't like not having a free will universe, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, especially in love, right? Yes. Excellent. Well, thank exactly. you. That's a that's a really amazing story. Yeah. And what I'd love to do now, Dr. Gary, is actually do a little nuance shift here. And, and what I mean by that is I'd like to ask you to tell us a story of a time when you had, I call it a duh moment. One of those times where you're just like, are you kidding me? I can't believe I've been such a knucklehead for so long. And tell us about that, you know, the wake up moment, what happened? And then how did that turn into a building block for your future partnerships? Well, for me, it really does cycle back to that same interview where I, the dumb moment was, who have I become? And one of the things that happened is um, I, I really went back and then I started studying NLP. And the funny thing was with this person that I was dating, uh, she said, you really need to learn some NLP. And uh, the thing that really changed my, uh, my life I was always asking, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Well, I had, you know, mom that was borderline or, you know, my father was, you know, was never around. But then he said, you know, why asking why you have a certain experience or why you don't have love is um, not as important as asking the question, how does your brain create this experience? And I began to realize that why was the, the dog chasing its tail. Then I started asking, what am I doing? How am I creating this experience? And what part of my brain is is doing it? And how is it doing? And when I got in control of that, and I got and I kept doing more research, and I did attachment, then I began to realize this is how the brain creates love. And if you and what a good brain does a secure brain 
And so I began to model myself after people who were secure attachment styles. In fact, my sentence, you know, love neither takes BS nor gives BS, comes from a woman who had been married 55 years. I was interviewing people who had been married 25 years plus, finding out what core beliefs they had. And I said, so what's the one line? And she had been married to this person, to her husband for, at that time, about 52 years. She goes, oh, I take no BS. I give no BS. Made sense. So that's kind of <laughs> been the moment that changed my life is um, beginning to ask, how can I create? And I don't care much about why anymore. I just care about how in the present moment. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I love that. And I love that, you know, that was her one line after 52 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other one I liked, I, uh, it was really great. I said, so uh, I was interviewing a couple of been married 36, 37 years. And I asked her, I said, so what's the uh, the key ingredient in one line? And she goes, oh, a short having a short memory. That'll help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So between those two, those are sort of my my two lines I go with in Excellent. relationships. Excellent. So we're going to shift gears now. So we've okay. been talking about, you know, kind of some trip ups. And now I want to explore some of the things that make you really happy, make you really proud. And, and if you would do us a huge favor by sharing what's a story of I call it a proudest partnership moment. In other words, it could be family, romantic career, you name it. But a time when when you think back on this moment in your life, you can't help but smile. What's one of those? Okay, well, well, right now I've got a, you know, I, I really, I do have a wonderful partner, Diane. Um, but I want to, I want to concentrate on the theme of generations, okay, today. Um, one of my proudest moments was, well, you had to go back to when I had my second divorce. And my son was, you know, a uh, he was headed for college on a college scholarship playing baseball. And I remember telling him I would be divorced. And, and I said to him, my biggest regret, my son, is I never got to show you what a really good marriage looks like. And I said, this is my most profound sorrow, and I'm sorry I never did. And, and he said, though, he says, but, you know, you've always shown me what commitment looks like. But that was in the back of my moment. So I know there was a time when I noticed that he was kind of running my stuff. He was a little afraid, too. And I remember sitting down with him after college and saying, you, you know, you don't have to honor me by having the same experience. You're allowed to have it better. And a couple of years ago, I was doing uh, one of my uh, re retreats called, it's called Extraordinary Couples. And he and his girlfriend came. They were having a few problems. They've been li living together for about a year. And it was about a, a couple of months ago that Jane told me, she goes, you know, she goes, you saved our relationship. That that whole weekend saved our relationship. And one of my proudest moments was just about a month ago, him sitting down and saying, well, Dad, how do you know and when do you know when to ask a woman to marry you? And they have a great relationship. And I can say that I truly have changed the generations in my family. He's He's got a really wonderful relationship, and I don't have to worry about that, uh, an, you know, an anxious or avoidant love style being given uh, over to the next generation and the next generation like it was handed on to me. Um, it's been such a beauty giving back myself a secure love style and uh, attracting one and then being able to pass it on. That's if anybody wants to know why you work on love, 
It's because we always pass forward what we have, a gift. Yeah, no, that's, if that isn't motivation enough, I don't know what is, <laughs> because you're right. It always, yes. it always gets passed along, whether we think about it or not. What, what a great example of, of the impact you can have. And even after, like you said, you know, you felt like you'd totally missed the boat and failed on this. And yet you were able to do your own work so that you could be that example to him going forward. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, what that parlays into is you, you, a lot of times when I'm dealing with especially single women, they'll be, you know, they may be single mothers and they will, <clears throat> they sort of say things like, you know, all the good ones are gone. You know, my shot's out the door. So I'll just concentrate on my family. I'll just concentrate on my daughter. And what they don't know is their their daughter is looking at that and saying, well, well, gosh, mom didn't have a right for love. Maybe if I have a really great love, I'll make her look bad. And the, the best way to to really give your children the gift of love is to have one yourself. Yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I know we've we've you know, we've kind of talked a lot about past experiences and mm -hmm. what I'd love to do is bring our conversation into the present. So do me a favor. Give us a quick story about a time. What, what I guess I'll ask it this way. What, what would you say is a partnership that's, that's really exciting for you in your life right now? Okay. Well, right now, I have a really great partnership with Diana, and I'm excited about that. Uh, we do a lot of things together. And, uh, you know, it's and even when we're not doing things together, it's really great just knowing that you're loved and that you've got each other's back. Um, and the other thing that's that's it's I love are, you know, as I'm writing this book and as I'm writing this book, uh, I have been so surprised how many people have come forward to say, how can I support you? Uh, I've actually been blown away. I had people who are experts in marketing say who have who have seen my work and listened to me speak or maybe been to my workshops who have said, uh, I want to help you get this book out. And what I'm beginning to realize is if we are living in a loving space and we give as much love to others as we can, it is an amazing web of relationships that come from that 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 energy of support that we give people. And I guess in the last two or three months, as I've been writing this book, it's about halfway done now, I have been amazed at how many people have shown up to say, how, how can we help? How can we help you get it out? That, to me, has been, that's some of the benefits of living a loving life. And it comes from, you know, and it really does, and I don't think I was that man that would have attracted this experience 10 years ago. It comes from the whole aura of love that I've, I have sort of wired into my brain because what you give to one person kind of becomes the same thing you give to everybody. That's it's that's it's we kind of give the same shape of experience to just about everybody. Yes. No, that, I love I love that reminder because it's it's so easy to forget and we think we can just, you know, isolate. Oh, no, this doesn't affect anyone else. It's just because I'm angry at that person. And it, it does. It shows up all over the place and it keeps rever reverberating throughout our lives. So that is such a cool example of people going, oh, my gosh, how do we support your work? Because your work needs to be out there. Yeah. And it's and it's, you know, it's just from living a loving life. I mean, partnerships, 
all come from a secure attachment. Now, this is one of the things that's really funny is when people, I've had people say, well, you know, I don't want to work on love yet. I need to work on my business. And the fact of the matter is, is that in your brain, business is not a program beside rope, uh, love and health and all those other things. Love is the operating system because your early relationships literally in the first three years of life gave your brain templates for how to create all of experience. I call them rights. There's a right to exist, the right to have your needs met, the right to be supported. And these, and what the brain does is it takes these, these templates for creating experience and they get it in early love relationships and it simply says, oh, oh my gosh, uh, now I'm in another place. Let's just swap it out for that. I know that when I work, I've worked with three uh, seven-figure business coaches, all women, all of them had the pattern um, in uh, that they always attracted men who would not support them. They didn't have a right to really be supported. Guess what was going on in all of their staffs? All of them had five, six, seven people on staff because, you know, they're making over a million dollars a year and you can't do it all yourselves. Every last one of them had staff problems for when it came to support. What happened? And it was just an amazing moment. They came to work on love and they go, oh my God, it's happening in my business. And now they all have a better business because they worked on love first. If they'd done it the opposite way, not so much. Yes. And, you know, it's so funny because, I mean, you and I know this and, and a lot of folks do, but other people avoid the fact that you can't separate them. They yeah. overflow into every area of your life. And obviously love is overflowing all of them. So fantastic reminder. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, it's You want to change your life? Work on love first. Yeah. Well, Dr. Gary, we've actually arrived at a part of the show. I call it the bring it all home portion. And this mm -hmm. is where we actually step away from the stories. And I ask mm -hmm. you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can take action on right now. And, and where I'd love to start is just simply what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? Okay, so the best, I think the best relationship advice is that, and, and it really comes down to, I think a lot of people are afraid of getting into relationships uh, because they're afraid of what happens about in the second or third month uh, when suddenly things start happening over again and they have that groundhog day. Oh my God, here it comes again, right? I couldn't, I can't believe this. And in order to create the sort of love that's lasting, uh, people say, I want to have this certain type of love. But you have to, you have to sort of, you know, emotionally be at the place where you want to be. You can't hope for it. You have to do the work ahead of time. Uh, I heard Michael Beckwith say, you have to emotionally vibrate uh, at the same place, Whatever, however you the metaphor is. But if he makes the point that um, if someone won, wins the lottery, but they haven't redone their, their beliefs about, um, about money, that's why so many lottery mem members, uh, winners, lose their money. They, they, they weren't already at that level. So if you want to create love in your life, you have to be that love in your life. One of the, the biggest shocks to my, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients, is I will ask them what would they like and describe who they like, right? And they, they talk about it, 
And I said, you know, they're always talking about what they'll be getting from the relationship. And at some point, I will always say, so in order to attract and keep a partner like that, what will you have to give? And you would be surprised how many blank looks I get. I said, well, you didn't really think you were going to get all that without giving it, did you? And then you go, well, boy, that's kind of hard. I go, that's why we're doing the work. So you really do have to prepare yourself. And my the biggest piece of advice is if you have to be the love you want to attract. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, you know, I, I love that example you gave of, you know, asking people what would they give. And I, I do the same thing with my clients. And you're right. It's like during the headlights, like what? <laughs> exactly. Why is that important? <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, they want to get something out of the deal, too. You know, it's a two way street here. They're looking for something from you. Yeah, I mean, say someone um, is is uh, maybe more on the taker side, right? Mm -hmm. If they pair uh, or if, if they pair off with someone who is secure that would that would be able to give back to them, that person's going to be out the door because what do they do? They take no BS, they give no BS, right? So what they'll do is they'll usually pair off with another taker and be very very upset. So they have to learn to be givers. In order to be able to uh, to be able to sustain the giving that they want, that's yeah. just the way it works. Yep. Uh, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Gary, I'm wondering what you would recommend as maybe it's a book or a resource that you feel is like one of those things that really made a huge difference for you. A book? Oh my gosh, I've got so many in here. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I am. Uh, I okay. There's a. I could probably. There's kind of two that I I really think highly of. Okay. One is John Gottman's book, The Seven Principles That Make Marriage Work. Um, that book is based on 40 years of research, and there really is a skill set that the masters of relationships all have. And that book will show you a very simple skill set that you must be a master of. And then he also talks about the disasters. The disasters, he doesn't say it, are all the anxious or the avoidant. So if you want to get a glimpse of what sort of skill set it takes, that's a very good one. And the other one is Dan Siegel's book, Mindsight. Um, that book is, uh, it's, it's more of an inner game. And then in about a year, I'm going to I'm going to tell my people to go look for Safe to Love Again, how to release the pain of past relationships and attract your soulmate by the guy you're speaking to. Exactly. Uh, it's uh, I go I kind of put all of those together and more. I really talk about the six templates or rights that your brain needs in order to create a secure attachment style. If you have no right to receive you don't have a right to have your needs met, you will attract the taker. If you have if you have no right to love and be loved, you'll find someone that uh, that doesn't love you back. If you have no right to create your experience, you will find somebody who will dominate you. But when you have a right, you automatically attract better people. I know there was a guy I was working with uh, uh, oh, back in Texas and uh, he always attracted, uh, he was around 38, and he was, he was at first dating um, women way too young for him, maybe like 19 and 21-year-olds. And when we finally swapped some of this out, he said, he called me one day, he says, Gary, 
something weird's happening. He says, I'm no longer attracting drama queens. He had an anxious attachment style and tended to attract that. He says, all of a sudden, I am attracting secure women who are really interested and can pick up my needs. What is going on? That's what happened. Well, we gave him back his rights. And when his brain had better rights, it didn't look for people who would give him less rights. And it's if you want to know how to attract the love of your life, work on those inner templates. And when you have them all up and running, your brain will automatically do its job for you. It's, you won't need a lot of coaching. It will it simply will scan the environment and it will know who to look for. Wow. That's um, kind of the key, the wall. Well, there Work you go, folks. Your You're going to have to hold on for another year to get that one. But in the meantime, you can check yes. out the other two books and then you'll yes. be ready for, for Dr. Gary's book when it comes out on the shelves. Yes. So, Gary, I, I would love to have you leave us with basically an example of what I call the payoff of partnership. So what I'm looking for is, you know, a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that was the result of being in partnership that wouldn't have happened on your own. Okay. So, well, for me, I, I guess I'd have to say that, um, you know, this is, is, it's kind of funny, but um, some of the, you know, I've been able to travel the, the country the last couple of years and I, and I really do believe it's just knowing that I was loved that became the, the wings underneath my wind, uh, my, my, uh, my wings, so to speak, the wind under my wings. Um, you know, it's, there is just, you know, I can go out and write and I can, you know, I can take business risk uh, because I know someone's got my back. And most everything I've done the last couple of years has been I've taken some risk business wise that I've I've never taken. In fact, uh, you know, four or five years ago, I have a really good friend who was an organizational psychologist who called me up on a Friday night, a best friend for 20 years, and said, um, "I'm going to coach you." And she goes, "You will take no risk, and you will never build your business without it." And I'm just telling you now, Gary, start taking some risk. And what's allowed me to do that is is knowing that I'm in a secure relationship. For me, secure just goes all, it goes all over my life. It allows me to take risk. It allows me to to venture into new areas. Um, and uh, it's and that sense of security, which attachment theory calls a secure base where the child can go out, explore reality, but know they can explore because they know there's a home behind them. That's everything. And if anybody wants to to really explore life deeper or to, or to be able to do a big project in life, Nothing will help them more than developing and creating and attracting a secure relationship that becomes their secure base for all of life. Oh, that, that is a fantastic example. Thank you for that. And, you know, I can tell right now that everybody listening is going, I got to find out more about this guy. He's got amazing information. And I need it. So how do people contact you and learn more about what you do, Dr. Gary? Well, I do have a website, www.garysalyer.com, G-A-R-Y-S-A-L-Y-E-R, and then all my contact is there. And while they're there, they can get, there's a there's a download for chapter one of the book. It's my old chapter one. I rewrote it, but it's it's still the same theme. And there's also a PDF called, under a tab called Attract Your Dream Man that um, is there to, uh, it's a little 24-page blueprint, and it's kind of a little bit of a thumbnail of the book in many respects, 
Um, so if you go there and there's some video blogs and all that stuff, but you'll be able to contact me there. And if you sign up for those, you'll be on my mailing list and then you'll be able to get some really cool, I call them nurture uh, emails. I do a lot of nurturing. I don't do a lot of selling. I do a lot of nurturing. Yeah. That's so, excellent. And, yep. and for anybody listening that didn't have a pen in their hand when you got all that information, don't worry about it. All you need to do is go to speakingofpartnership.com, type in Dr. Gary's name, and it'll go straight to his page, and you'll be able to pull up all the links there. So it's super easy for you to get in touch with him. Very, very easy. Well, Dr. Gary, your stories have been awesome. I, I absolutely love them. And I've learned so much from this, so many great reminders, so many new insights. I know our listeners have too. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Ken. Uh, and thank you for being, uh, you're, this is a wonderful show. A partnership is the way, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, we start with we in life. We start with a we from childhood and we end that way if we're, if we're lucky. And uh, thank you for, for making space for the we and not just the I, because our society needs a show like this. And thank you for having me on it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.